Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mechanical Anime Reviews Podcast. It was supposed to come out last month, but it was busy, so it's coming out now. And anyway, this episode focused on the infamous Full Metal Panic. Last month was Mecha March, and it was also the last time that I've written about Full Metal Panic, and probably will write about it for a long time, so it was meant as a companion piece, but... Yeah, like I said, busy. Full Metal Panic is a show that is near and dear to my heart. It is something that I watched near the beginning of my mecha journey, and one of the few series that I've ever gotten like my family to be interested in. It is also like one of the few shows that I bought as a DVD when everything was airing on TV or YouTube, but if you remember the late 2000s where streaming servers were not a thing, you watched... YouTube videos of anime, and they were split into three parts. Full Metal Panic was the first ever time that I tried to find DVDs of something myself. And for my brother and I, that was a random anime store in a city that sold more bootlegs than anything. Oh, the innocent days of not knowing what was legitimate or not. So anyway, let's talk a little more about Full Metal Panic so I don't reminisce around the old times again. So... What Full Metal Panic is to me, because I've been watching some 1980s OVAs recently, it's like a meeting of the 1980s ideas that meshed genres together, that just did it because it could. That wasn't only Full Metal Panic, that was also series like Heat Guy J and Salty Ray, but the 2000s were full of these kind of meshed 80s retro ideas returning back to the fold. But I think Full Metal Panic was the most successful one because it had, well, four seasons. One that came out recently. And with that, it's like, Full Metal Panic is a double isekai story in a way. For one, you have the soldier from, or a mercenary, named Solsuke Sagara. And he works for an organization named Mithril. And he supposedly goes to a Japanese high school to protect a girl named Konami Chigurhuri. And very normal seemingly, despite being interested in wrestling and a lot of the usually manly things, which is, she's really cool. So there's meeting of the world and the military going back to a normal life. And then sometimes there is the normal life seeing the military. So, so there's a bit of a romance between Sosuke and Chidori. There is some fun comedy with, there's a lot of comedy with, Sosuke blowing up some lockers and a lot of military nonsense before the show really starts and Chidori kind of always hitting him or getting payback for it. And that's just like one bit. There's also there's also the more science fiction focused plot with the people named the Whispered who you can always tell because they have the anime weird colored hair. Though no one seems to notice because with their normal hair. And they have knowledge from the future or something in their heads, which is why some organizations like Mithril have power and mecha and technology way ahead of the rest of the world, which is another part of the plot. So you have the normal school life, you have the comedy, you have the science fiction, and then you have the mecha on top of that with um, Sosuke being an ace mecha pilot with his own team and everything. Yeah, it's that kind of story. And they face off against a group named Amalgam who caused terror across the world because 
Of course they are. The weird part about all of this is like the ideas actually work together. It doesn't sound like it should, but it actually does. And it's kind of amazing. That's why I love it. And there are so many good parts of the show. Like there's good cast chemistry where there's usual the misunderstandings and then they start to understand each other and they fall in love with each other. And it's really adorable. And there's, it's just, it's a good cast with a lot of comedy too. Not just Chidori and Sosuke. There's a fun cast for like any moment that needs to happen. There are also a lot of mecha battles with some advanced technologies. Some are much more grounded and then you have eventually the, I can do this with my own thought kind of thing. And the show just works together with drama that appears at the right moments when it needs to appear. And not just because it has to. Like, it's actually very character-focused and very well done because of that. And with that, let's talk about the individual seasons of Full Metal Panic. Because there is 61 episodes of the show split into four parts from three different animation studios. Which is kind of a rare thing, except for Full Metal Panic, apparently. So... The original series is produced by Studio Gonzo, and it's like the meeting kind of arc of a romance story. Like, the two automatically don't like each other, despite Sosuke being assigned to protect Shidori because she's one of the Whispered. So it's one of those meeting of the universes in the world, and it, it's really good. It The art style is generally good, but the... Animation with the mecha itself is kind of a bit lacking because I don't think Gonzo has the uh, firepower or energy of a lot of other studios. But it's highly recommended. Very good. Very fun. Has a lot of good character, good comedy and everything. The next two are from Kyoto Animation and there are 13 episodes and 12 episodes apiece. The second raid is a more all dramatic, nothing comedic. And it's the story of Solskay and Shidori being split apart after finally understanding each other. Solskay cannot function without Shidori. And on the other side, when Shidori is by herself and facing against Malcolm's forces, she uses what she learns from Solskay to survive. So, like, the epic conclusion in Hong Kong is when Shidori shows up after Solskay sulks around and doesn't want to fight, and he suddenly has the ability to fight with the Arbalist, once again, because Chidori was the one who taught him how to use it in the first place in the original season. The second season, from Kyoto Animation, is Fomano Panic Fumofu, and it's all the comedy from the original season from Gonzo, but that's all it is, is episodic sketch comedy with Chidori and Sosuke blowing things up. <laughs> it's really funny. To this day, like, it is still some of the most beautifully animated comedy sketches, and I just love it to death. While it would help to know the Full Metal Panic crew to get all the comedy out of it, you don't really have to. It's just fun, crazy things that just happen, because it's Fumofu. And finally, we have what came out recently with Invisible Victory by Studio Zebek. And... After the lovers are united together and actually have a glorious hand-holding moment, which is very lewd for an entire episode, um, Amalgam decides to attack Mithril, all of it. Not only just Solskay protecting Chidori, but the 
Mithril was destroyed. So you have Oske going after Kidri, who was captured by Amalgam, while the remainders of Mithril are also going after Amalgam in order to eliminate it still. So there's a lot of good conflict and everything, and the only bad part were the CG mecha, which didn't have a lot of texture to them. And just, I wish it was Kyoto Animation doing all the hand-drawing mecha that they did, but I guess that's just the recent times with mecha besides Trigger and Sunrise. Oh well. And the worst part of Invisible Victory, after all the good things, is, well, it's left on a cliffhanger where Sosuke says he will go after Chidori no matter what, and Chidori says, yes, please kill as many as you can. And that's all we have for now. So I hope a season five appears soon, but for now, that's all we got. So yeah, that's the general explanation and exploration of Full Metal Panic. I did miss a few things, like the crew of the large submarine to Danan, led by a very high school-aged Testarossa, who is very clumsy and likes Solskay too, along with Curse Weber, who's a pervert but a sniper, and Melissa Mao, who's just generally a badass woman and you can't really help but enjoy whatever she does, keeping Solske and Kurz in line when they're together. But I feel like there's a lot of things that you should watch the show for. But the Solske and Chittery line is how you can get into it. Everything else is like good world things that you can't help but love. And that will do it for this podcast. Thank you for my, listening to my retrospective of Full Metal Panic, even though it's a little bit of a short one, and I will talk to you guys next time. I am Scott from the blog MechanicalAnimeReviews.com or MechaAnimeReview on Twitter, and that's it. Goodbye. <laughs>